a bunch of years ago, in a city called Baghdad, there were two Yiddish neighbors. They were good friends. And both of them were merchants. They would buy and sell things. One of them would buy and sell spices. Maybe for food or besamen, different things that smell nice. And the other one would buy and sell different diamonds. So once a year, they would travel to another city a bit far away to buy and sell more things, then come back home and continue their business. They wouldn't travel that often. They would travel once a year and with a whole group of people because back then it was very dangerous to travel. There were robbers around. It wasn't so safe. You didn't even have telephones, all these things. So these two friends, they made a deal with each other that if something ever is going to happen bad to one of them, then the other one, the other person is going to take care of his friend. If one of them loses all his money, so we'll help you out with money till you get back, you'll be fine. To help you get back your business. If one of them is going to die, that's when they're traveling somewhere, so the other one will do whatever he could, if they have to bury them, and go back, tell their family that what happened, and the wife shouldn't have to stay alone. Because in order for a woman to get married again, it's only either if Hasisham the husband died, or if they got a divorce, if they got a get. But what happens if he disappeared, or if they kidnapped him and no one saw, then she can't marry again. So if Hasisham, anything happened bad happens to one of them, if someone dies, then they'll see and go back and tell them that he dies, so they can marry again. And also, they'll give money to the other one's family, and said, okay, if ever something bad happens, we'll help each other out. Fine. So once a year they would do traveling, and they wouldn't travel by themselves. They wouldn't buy a plane ticket. No airplanes back then. They would travel with a whole group of people, a whole bunch of wagons traveling together, called a caravan. And a whole bunch of wagons together, and they brought with them guards with swords, in case they come robbers. And they also brought an expert on, who knows how to travel very well. Because if you travel through a desert and you get lost, you're in big trouble. You don't have food. You don't know where you are. You get, you know. So they had an expert, a bunch of people traveling together, and they all go together. One year, when they're traveling, they're traveling the whole big group. And they had guards. But a group of robbers on horses came very fast, boom, and attacked the whole group of wagons traveling together. And the first people they attacked were the guards, because they have swords. And they had a short battle, and they, the robbers killed the guards. And then, anybody who looked they were, like they were trying to fight them, they took their swords, and the Chassashalm killed them. And whoever was left alive, they tied them up and said, okay, now we're going to sell you as slaves. They stole all the money. These were minr shayim, horrible people. They stole, they killed people and to steal their money. Stole the money, and said, okay, and the people, we could sell them as a slave. You ever went in a store, you sell them, you, see, you can see them selling pots and pans, see them selling food, see them selling clothes for money? We'll sell people for money. Get some more money, someone's a slave. Here, take this person, and he'll uh, clean your house for you, scrub the floors, whatever, any job. Here, pay us some money for him. So they took the people who were left alive, and these two Yiddish merchants, well, now they can't be merchants anymore, now they're both prisoners, captives, they took them to the slave market, and they sold them as slaves. And two different Arabs 
bought these two Yidin. They lived not too far away from each other, like different villages nearby. And now they're both slaves. And the two Yidin, when they're both being taken away, they said to each other, okay, goodbye, Hashem should help you. And they thought, maybe they're never going to see each other again. So, these two Yidin, they were experts in buying and selling. They were very smart in how to do business. They also were very good in spices and diamonds, all these things. But these Arabs didn't care. They don't need someone as an expert in business and buying diamonds and these things. So they said, you know, you guys, you'll take care of our animals. Each Arab told that Yid, you'll watch my animals for me. One of them took you take care of the sheep. Another one, you take care of the horses. Fine. One day, when they were taking the sheep, one of the Yid and taking out the sheep to go get grass and walk around, get water. And they're going in a field. And then he sees another person coming with a bunch of animals. And he sees, hey, that's my friend, who was also a slave. He was also taking the horses, whatever they were, and taking them, they bumped in the same field. They gave each other a hug, and they said, how are you doing? How, what happened to you? How are you? So the Yid, who used to be a spice merchant, he said, hey, hey, it's not so good. Actually, very bad. I was sold to an Arab, who is very, very nasty. And more than once, he took out his whip and his stick, and he gave me a bunch of beatings. He beat me up. I did anything he didn't like. I didn't take care of his animals good enough. He beat me up. And so what happened to what's with you? He said, me? You know, the one who bought me, he's not so mean. He doesn't beat me up. He keeps me busy all day, take care of his animals day and night. I have to work very hard, but at least he doesn't beat me up. So they said, okay, you know what? We met each other. It's good to see you. Maybe tomorrow we'll come to the same field. So we see each other again. They're in the middle of talking, and a group of wild animals called hyenas, a certain wild animal, it's a certain wild animal that goes around. They like to eat other types of animals, came running at the sheep. They wanted to catch a yummy meal. And before they could chase them away, they hopped one of the sheep and ran away. Ah, got a delicious meal. So now... This Yid, who just lost one of the sheep, he said, Oh, you know what's going to happen to me now? I just lost an animal. This Arab, who uh, I'm like, I'm a slave, he's going to beat me. You can't imagine. He's going to beat me up. Because I let one of the animals, one of his animals lost, is I'm going to get beaten up now. So that other Yid said, Oh, uh, maybe he won't notice one's missing. You just don't tell him. And he said, No, 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 man, he's going to know. I'm in big trouble. Okay, he felt bad for him. I didn't know what he could do. The next day, so the friend who had the nicer master came back to the field and he said, we're going to come back here. We're going to meet. His friend wasn't there. Didn't come. And a very bad feeling. Why didn't he come? Uh, There's probably a reason for it. Hashem knows what happened to him. The next day again, he wasn't there. The third day, he finally saw him again. And this time, his, he was covered with bruises and cuts. And he wanted to give him a hug. And just, you know, they touched him a little bit. He made like a face, like I hurt him a lot. And he said, he beat me up. You see the bruises and cuts everywhere? He was very mad at me. And he told me that if that happens again, he's going to beat me until I die. And I don't know if I could survive another beating he just gave me. I, I could barely walk. It hurts me so much. So his friend feels so bad for him and said, be careful, look out. No animals should catch your, 
your, your, your, your, your sheep, if you ever need help, even a little far away, blow your whistle, and I'm going to come running to help you, okay? I feel bad for you. You don't know what to do. So they left, but they, they kept like a little close to each other in case that guy got beaten up and needs help. I could hear him and I could run trying to help him. Fine. So this Yid who was used to deal with spices and got beaten up, he already didn't sleep for a few nights because he got so many bruises and beaten up that he was trying to lie down. He couldn't even lie down because he had all these bruises and cuts. Try to lie down on my back. Ah, I can't. That's it. He couldn't even sleep. So he was, now he was very, very tired. And he was trying to watch the animals. And he was like almost falling over on his feet. Until like his eyes closed and he, you know, kind of just fell asleep for like a, a few minutes. He just like closed his eyes and like fell asleep a little bit. And he got woken up by this loud sound. Of these sheep screaming. He opened his eyes. And he blew his whistle. But it was too late. The sheep were all screaming because a wolf was running at them. And the sheep were all, sheep were all scared. And they're all screaming. Ah, a wolf's coming. You know, they're not, they don't really know how to protect themselves from wolves except for a scream. So he blew his whistle. It was too late. The wolf already grabbed the sheep and started to run away. So his friend came running. It was too late. And he like collapsed in his friend's hand and said, I'm finished. That's it. I'm going to be gone. I lost another animal. He's going to kill me now. So the other year tried to tell him, don't give up hope. Listen, uh, you think Hashem can't save us? You're going to see. Soon we're both going to be free. We're both going to go back home. We're not going to be slaves anymore. So he heard that. The year was all beaten up, but he, he was still feeling all these bruises and pain from all the beatings. And he said, yeah, I hope. Probably the guy's going to kill me. Remember? Remember our deal. If I die, go take care of my wife and children. And he's crying, and he slowly went back home. Back home to where this Goyesha master was. So the next day, again, the Yid with a nicer master came back, and his friend wasn't there. So when he came back, he asked his master, the Arab, the nicer one, said, please, let me go visit my friend. I think he's dying. If he's still, I don't know if he's alive anymore. Master said, you know, you worked so hard. Uh, I'll let you take a little reward. Okay, you can go visit him. So he left to go find where his friend is. So the next part sounds kind of sad, but the end is going to be happy. So don't worry. So this year is looking for his friend. And he finally found him outside somewhere. Like a little, like tiny like little house outside. It's not really a house, a shack. And he found him tied up, his hands and feet. And he was barely alive, barely moving. And he said, what did they do to you? So, be strong, please. So the Zid was beaten up and tied up. It was hard for him even to talk. He was so bad beaten up. And he you know, managed to say, I didn't think I would ever see you again. So his friend told him, listen, I have a plan. We're going to escape. We're going to get out of here tomorrow night. And I come back to you when I get out of here. So he gave like a little smile. <laughs> Tomorrow night, I don't think I'll last that long. I don't think I'll survive until then. Even if I'm alive and I could come with you, I'm going to be going so slow I can't barely move. And then if we go so slow, they could tell the guards, they'll look for us, they'll catch us. And then they're really going to kill us for trying to escape. But 
you know, one thing I can ask you a favor. This guy, this master said, he beat me up and he's waiting for me to die. He says, I'm going to come back tomorrow and he's going to check. He said, if I'm still alive, he'll make sure I'm dead. He's going to kill me. So, you come back tomorrow night or come back whenever. Don't be surprised if you find me dead. That's what he said he's going to do to me. Please bury me. Give me a burial. And then go back and tell my wife that I died so she can marry someone else. And, you know, my wife's still young. She can marry someone else. My children, they can have someone take care of them. They need a tati. And then, like, he stopped talking. It was too hard for him to talk anymore. And he, like, was, like, kind of half asleep. <laughs> so it's, it's not, it's very sad. So his friend's all sad. It's breaking his heart. His friend was all, like, breaking his heart. He went back. And the next night, he came back, and he wanted to see if he's going to find his friend alive, if they could escape or not. He came back, and he found there a dead body, tied hand and foot. It was the middle of the night. He said, okay, at least I need to bury him. So he worked in the middle of the night. He worked hard digging, digging. And he saw it was the same, same clothes, just full of blood. He dug a big hole in the ground. He put him in covered. And he made sure that before it gets light, he should run away. So no one should see him escaping, or else they could catch him and send him back, and they'll beat him up for trying to escape, or maybe kill him. So he escaped and ran, and he ran into the desert. Maybe he had some water with him. I don't know how he survived. And he was going for days until he finally reached another town, and he found some hidden. And he told them what happened to him. And they took him in. Wow, you survived. You know, and it's so sad, the story. They took him to their house. They gave him food. Please rest here. Try to get better. You know, you also, a few days in the desert is not so good for you. And after he rested for a few days and got, you know, a little better, they gave him a bunch of money. He said, here, take this and go back home. Travel back home. May Hashem help you. The Yidin there helped him out. Give him food, give him a place to sleep. And gave him Tzedakah. Here, take and go back home. So this Yid came back home. And his family said, what happened to you? You were gone for so long. Were you really supposed to be back? And he said, yeah, I'm, I'm a miracle. I'm alive. Told him the whole story. And then he went to his friend's wife and said, I'm sorry to tell you, but your husband died. I buried him. I'll, I'll take care of you if you need money. I'm going to pay for your things. And then the next person he went to, he went to the Rav to say, you know, my friend died. I buried him. So uh, to let his wife get married again. She can marry someone else. So what? the Rav started asking him some questions and said, are you sure it was your friend that you buried? I said, yeah, for sure. I buried him with my own hands. I dug the grave. I put him in. And it was the exact same clothes as before. His clothes were full of blood. He was tied to the exact same spot. So I asked him, you buried him in the middle of the night? Yeah. Was the moon shining? No. Was, I, I planned to escape a night where there's no moon. And the, every month, the moon gets bigger and smaller until like, it disappears and comes back again. So I plan to make sure to escape at the night when you don't, the moon's not shining. So no one should see me escaping. You shouldn't tell the guards and shouldn't catch me. So there was no light. Sandarov asked him, did you see your friend's face when you buried him? Did I see his face? Uh, at, no, actually I didn't. I didn't see his face. Sandarov's thinking. And said, you know, if you didn't see his face, you can't know for sure that it was him. That's the halacha. 
if you want to know someone died, it's not enough to see their clothes. You have to see their face, what their face looks like, to see for sure you know they're dead. So if you didn't see his face, you don't know for sure he's dead. I, I can't let his wife get married. So he was shocked. But I, it was it was him. I saw him yesterday. His face. And it was the same spot, same clothes. Well, you're sure? The Rav said, well, you didn't see him when he was dead, his face. So the Lachi is like, you don't know for sure. So everyone was talking about it. This lady can't get married. And everyone was going, what? But her husband's dead. What? Is it up being too strict? But he said, no, that's the Lachi and Taira. There's nothing, nothing I can do about it. So a whole year passed since this happened. And this woman who she thinks she's a widow, she thinks her husband's dead, came to the Rav saying, maybe the Rav will change his mind. My husband's dead already a year. Didn't show up. So maybe I can, maybe I can get married to someone else. I can try to look for a husband, look for a new husband. And the Rav said, listen, I'm very sorry for what happened, but it's not, it's not up to me. This is what the Torah says. And the Torah is Torah of kindness. And Hashem loves us. So if this is the halacha, this is the law the Torah says, we have to follow the law of the Torah. And maybe we don't understand it right away, why this is what we're supposed to do. But if the Torah says it, this is what we have to do, and this is what's really good for us. So put your trust in Hashem, and somehow things will be good. So this widow, she's okay, she's all sad. She goes home and says, fine, I'll do whatever Hashem wants. Past another year, two years since this story, and again, she was having a hard time being all alone with her children, doesn't have anybody, have a husband. But one day, someone walked into her house, she saw him, and she fainted on the floor. It was her husband who died, so to speak, two years ago. She thought he came back to Chris and Mason from the dead. So all of a sudden, some people started screaming, the Kindlach world jumping, Tati came back, I was screaming. And then the neighbors came by, oh, you came back, you died, what happened to you? And they woke up his wife, she woke up, she saw him, and she fainted again. She, her husband, she knew, died, and he came back to life. So they, 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 for sure, he looked exactly the same, just a little thinner, and just a little bit older. That's him. So everyone was screaming, so finally people quieted it down. I said, listen, listen, let me tell you what happened. I didn't die. I didn't come back from the dead. I was almost dead. And his friend said, What do you mean you're almost dead? I buried you. You weren't moving, not breathing. I dug a hole, put you under the ground, and covered you over. What do you mean you weren't dead? You trace the mason, you came out of the ground? I said, No, 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 no. Let me tell you what happened, and you'll see how the wonders Hashem did. He said, After you left that night, I like, kind of like fainted. I couldn't talk anymore. All of a sudden, I slowly started to feel better, a little stronger. Shame made me get stronger, get better. Felt a little stronger, and it was getting light outside. And I felt like I was even strong enough to, like, to get up and walk, but the problem was I was just tied up. I couldn't move. So it was getting, the day was passing, and I felt better, but what's going to happen? I need better, he's going to come back, and he's going to kill me because I'm better, right? Like, I'm not dead yet. So the sun was almost going down, and I saw somebody pass by, an Arab, and asked me, hey, what happened to you? So I looked up, and I saw this tough face, and all of a sudden I froze. That person, I recognized him. He was the chief of the robbers who attacked us and took us as slaves. So I couldn't ask him for help. I asked him for help, you know what he's going to do? 
he could maybe sell me as a slave again, maybe he'll just kill me for fun, or uh, all of a sudden an idea popped in my head, Hashem gave me a good idea. I told him, you know what happened? Well, my master said I'm so handsome, I look so nice, and he has a daughter needs to get married, so he told me he wants me to marry his daughter, and I said, I can't. I'm not allowed to marry a woman who's not Jewish. He said, come on, she's pretty and she's good and I'm rich and come on. And the Arab religion says you're allowed to marry more than one wife. I said, I'm not allowed to. She's not Jewish. So he beat me up and he tied me up. And he said, you better say yes. And I said, no. And he beat me up again. So I don't know. He's going to keep beating me up. And you know, and they're very rich. But I can't. I'm Jewish. And he saw this Arab looking like... Like his, hmm, like his thinking, wow, they're rich and this. Oh, you know, too bad, he told this Arab, too bad you weren't here. You would like her. Aren't they rich? So he saw this Arab, he, he, he took it, the trick, and his eyes lit up. Ooh, hmm, sounds like an idea. Hey, you know what? Do you want to marry her? You'll be, his, her father has a lot of money. Hey, could I, you know what? Okay, let's do it, this Arab said. He untied me. We switched clothes. I said, okay, so when the, the Arab comes back, all you need to say is, yes, I'll marry your daughter. And then everything's fine. This Arab fell for the trick. They switched clothes, and now this Yid became like the robber clothes. And he got the Yid clothes tied up. I said, okay. He's all smiling. See you later. Enjoy. Bye-bye. And the Yid left. So, so the other Yid who heard the story said, oh, so I buried the chief robber? He's the one who died? said, yeah, he died. He deserved it. You buried him under the ground. So I said, I'm sorry if I made you guys so upset for so long. I didn't want to stay so long. I, I escaped to the desert. I tried to find my way home, but he didn't have enough water or food with him. When he was going in the desert, he got, like, sick, and he, like, he also almost died until another group of, of different types of Arabs found him, and they took him in. And they helped him get back better when he was very sick, almost dead. So he got back better, but sometimes when a person gets very sick, it happens sometimes they could lose part of their memory. So he forgot, I forgot who I was. When I finally got better, I remembered who I was. It took me like over a year. Then I came back here. So everyone was so happy, he came back. And Baruch Hashem, they listened to the Lachen Taira. And her husband was alive, and they came back, and they had to live together again.